Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the On The Bench podcast. We are the host, me, Will. I hope you are all doing well this fine day or evening, wherever you're listening. Uh, firstly, before we get into the episode, I want to thank you for all the support shown on the first episode of the podcast, all the ratings, downloads and etc. on Spotify, Apple and Amazon. And if you have not done that so far, please consider giving us a 5 star rating on your podcast provider. Right, so football news, let's dive straight into it. Uh, my last podcast was Saturday, so I didn't, didn't talk about the Sunday games. Obviously, the main one was the Manchester United versus Luton Town game. 2 or Manchester United could have gone either way. Great game to fair. I enjoyed watching it. I actually watched the full, full game. Um, there wasn't too much I wanted to talk about game-wise, but I did want to give a special mention to the three midfielders, which I think shone that game particularly. For United, obviously, the youngster, Mainu, he's been amazing this season. A lot of hype around him at the moment, and rightly so, to be fair. And also, Sambi Lukonga and Ross Barkley. Um, we'll get more into, especially Ross Barkley, in a later section of the podcast. But I think they were both really good, really dynamic, really mobile in the Luton midfield. And I think if they stay up, Luton, which I hope they do, I think they'll be a, a huge part of it. So that is Sunday. Obviously, it's midweek when I'm recording this. So there's some Champions League action. And there'll be later Europa League Conference League action. Um, so a little bit on the Champions League. Um, I'm not sure what you're thinking. I was listening to some other podcasts, uh, some other views on the Champions League. Um, and I would tend to agree with some potential thoughts going around. Yeah, I've heard a few opinions flying around about the lack of potential excitement in the Champions League the last couple of years, potentially. Um, that could potentially be with some teams not being as good as they normally are. Maybe that's a, a Bayern Munich, a PSG, maybe. But I would agree. I think it's not been as exciting as, as it has been in the past. Potentially, obviously, since... I remember there was, there was just that season a few years back, which for, is actually quite a few years back now, I think about it. But obviously, the 18-19 season when Liverpool won it, obviously, there was the final between Spurs. Spurs had that thing with Ajax. Spurs had the game against City. Obviously, Liverpool-Barcelona. Um which potentially is why they're having a bit of a rejig, I believe, in next season. But I don't want to go too much into that. I want to focus on this Champions League season, some predictions. I think, like most people, I'm expecting a Man City Champions League win, back-to-back years. We're good for them, obviously. Second time winning it. Um, potential competition, I don't see... Obviously, it's Champions League, so anything can happen, which is the beauty of the competition. I think any teams, I think, which could... Have a little sneaky chance in there. Inter Milan's a sneaky one. Obviously, they've got Lautaro Martinez, who is absolutely firing with them. 20 goals in the Serie A, I think, so far this season. Um, it's also obviously Arsenal, who are in good form. But, again, if you had a game in Man City-Arsenal, I think most people would back Man City to win. It doesn't mean they would. Um, but, despite opinions on Champions League, I still think it's the best competition, domestic competition in the world. So, European football... Not too much to talk about uh, so far. Obviously, I think there'll be more to talk about as the competition progresses. Maybe seven legs, uh, second leg, sorry, as the competition progresses. What I wanted to talk about next in the podcast was a little interesting section I had planned. Because um, most of the stuff which I like to talk about in the podcast, I literally just randomly think of, whether that's in bed at night, I just randomly think of some things, or in the shower, whatever. And I was thinking about random players just throughout the Premier League I've liked. Some, obviously, there's... Some I've played for the 
team I sport. Some I just like for weird reasons. But I'm, I'm sure you listeners at home definitely have some potentially niche, niche-ish um, players or random players which you've liked. So if there are some, feel free to tweet me at on the bench cast. I'd like to hear some of your random players you've liked. I've got four listed here. There's definitely more. But these are just the four which come to my mind. First of all, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. I'm not an Arsenal fan in in, in the slightest. I just oh I just I just always used to like him. Uh, especially especially the season where him, Salah and Mane won the Golden Boot. I just I just always liked him. I'm not sure why. I think it was his pace. I think his character is just a bit funny as well. Um, he seemed a pretty solid bloke. The second random player I've always liked. This is quite a, an earlier one. Was a uh, Fellaini. Obviously, Everton Man United. I just used to, oh, I used to love Fellaini, man. Which made me also like Belgium, the, the, the Belgium national team quite a lot. I just always used to like Fellaini. I think he was oh, honestly an underrated player in the Premier League. He, yeah, he was mad. He was tall. He was great headers. Like he could score goals. I think I, I really liked him personally. I'm sure there's some people listening who also was a fan of him. Third random player I liked is Jorginho Wijnaldum. Um, again, underrated. I, th- I think all these four are potentially underrated to fair in the Premier League across their span. He was box to box, energetic, pretty low key guy. I've, you know, you got the impression. Um, but obviously, good, exciting for Newcastle. And of course, Liverpool. My fourth one, still playing now, playing for Luton. But Andros Townsend, actually, probably the score of my favourite Premier League goal when he was at Palace against Man City. That goal, it probably actually is my favourite Premier League goals. I think my favourite Premier League goals, like all of them, my top five are quite niche goals. Like there's the Jordan Knight one against West Ham. Um, just random goals, which I like. So they were just some players I was thinking about the other day, just random ones I liked. So as I said, any random players you like, let me know on the Twitter at on the bench cast. So next little section I wanted to talk about, continuing on the Premier League theme. Um, obviously we're well into the season now, about maybe what two thirds into the Premier League season so far, 23-24. So I've created a little underrated Premier League eleven of this season. Uh, obviously my opinion. Some positions were harder, some players were harder. Um, but yeah, under, underrated Premier League eleven for this season so far. Um, let's get into it. In the goalkeeper position, I've gone with Sam Johnston, obviously currently at Crystal Palace. I think Palace have had a bit of a mix with goalkeepers, I believe, because obviously Dean Henderson's there as well. So I think, I'm not sure what the, the split is of game time, but obviously him and Dean Henderson have been um, splitting game time at Palace. But I do think Sam Johnston's a better keeper than Dean Henderson. Opinion. I've never rated Dean, Dean Anderson that much, to be fair. Both obviously have been in the England setup. I think it's been a couple of years since Sam Johnston's in, in the England setup, but I like him. I think he's been solid at times when he's played for Palace. Obviously, Palace are in a bit of a sticky situation at the minute, near the bottom. Just departed, departed with Roy Hodgson. So, yeah, that's my goalkeeper, Sam Johnson, underrated Premier League 11. Moving on to the right back. This player hasn't played too many games, played across the back four for Liverpool. I'm going to go Joe Gomez when I've watched him. Obviously he's been sort of left back, right back and since back. But he looks solid man. He's looked really solid. When I've watched him he doesn't look likely to get dribble past. He looks strong. I think he's just looked really impressive. And maybe you know if, if he continues, maybe he gets a move or gets more game time at Liverpool he could find his way in a England setup maybe in the future. 
uh, a teammate of him. I've gone for my first centre-back is Canate. I think he's honestly easily one of the best centre-backs in the league when he's fit. I remember not the game against Arsenal, which they lost, but the game at Anfield against Arsenal. He was absolutely unreal against Martinelli. I think he's really good, really strong. Um, not surprised he starts for France. Um, alongside him, not a player I've watched too much, but I know Forest fans rave about him. But when I have seen he's been good, my uh, centre-back is it Murillo for Nottingham Forest. He's only 21. Again, another promising young centre-back in the Premier League. He's got underrated tackles. He's, he's quick. He's got good mobility for a centre-back. And he's, you know, he's got that willingness to block shots. I think he's definitely a centre-back to watch. Underrated this season. Uh, to finish off the back four, I've gone with a left-back from Luton, Alfie Doherty. I think if players have watched um, Luton so far this season, I think that's a name definitely people will, will know about when watching him. Obviously, his crosses are insane. He's got a lovely left foot on him. I think he's got like I think he's the fullback with the most chances created so far this season. So yeah, but, you know that's mad considering the the quality of fullbacks in this league. So yeah, I think he's been really impressive up, up and down that left hand side for Luton. Really impressive. Good on him. Um, on to the midfield, another Luton player. I mentioned them earlier, Ross Barkley. This was close with Lukonga. I was debating whether to put Barkley or Lukonga in, but I just think Barkley has just shown his quality. Like. You can see why he was in the England setup. You you know you can see why he played for Chelsea. He's just got quality, and and most games when you watch him, you feel like he's definitely got the potential to score, to score a worldie, which he has done in the Premier League in the past. Alongside him in the midfield, another Liverpool player, Endo. Now I remember watching Endo at the start, and I think other people will agree he looked a bit shaky. Obviously, not the youngest signing in the world. Um, come from Stuttgart, Germany. You know you don't really know how he's going to fit in, and at the start he did. He did look like he was struggling a bit, but I think he's just like he's just buckled down and just got on with it. And I think he, sh- I think he shows real fight every game. Shows defensive quality. Um, I think he's been actually really important for Liverpool uh, so far this season. So definitely deserves a spot in that underrated eleven. Um, my third centre mid is a FPL gem for me. This guy just carries my FPL. Pascal Gross, the German man for Brighton, four prem goals, nine prem assists so far this season. Honestly, I I've been just been raving about him in, in in FBL. I think he's really underrated. Provides a lot for Brighton. Um, so yeah, I think a good player. Moving on to the attack, we've got three quick players in my attack. I'll start out on the left wing with Anthony Alanga. Obviously, we all know him. Um, mainly, obviously, he came from United. We all know how lightning quick he is. You know, when you're watching Forest, they obviously play a lot of counter-attacking football. You know when. Alanga's playing, he's going to be a big part in that, obviously. And it's shown he's got seven Premier League assists so far, five Premier League goals. And you do sometimes question why United let him go when you look at how they've been struggling in attacking scenarios with, like, Anthony. You know, like, Alanga's looked comfortably better than Anthony so far this season, in my opinion. So, But, obviously, United are known to make some quite questionable player transfer decisions. Um, Out on the other wing, Jared Bowen. Um, West Ham up and down season, but yeah, overall not doing too bad. Have some good results here and then. 11, 11 Premier League goals, and I would be surprised if he wasn't in contention for the Euro squad in the summer. Uh, final attacker, striker, I think he can play on the left as well. Uh, Huangi Chan, I think he's got like potentially the best shot conversion rate in the league. 10 Premier League goals for uh, Wolverhampton, obviously. Um, great player. I think he's a really good player. Um, 
so yeah, that's my underrated Premier League eleven. Let me know what you guys think. You can tweet me, obviously. Um, but I, th- I think some real gems so far in the season. Obviously, the season's not over, but I think some of these are really shone. And it's it's nice to see if you like niche players in there, like Luton, Doherty, Barkley, and Murillo um, as well. Now, from one list of players to another, this podcast seems to be very centred around listing players. Um, but like I said before, I, I, I randomly think of these things which make me, which is you know, part of the reason I want to do a podcast, just because I think of these things and I wanted to share them. Um, I think I was looking on Twitter and I, as most people do after a transfer window, you see a player at a different club, you know, like, when did they go there? I do not recall that. Obviously, these days there's so much movement. I think this January transfer window, there's less movement than normal, but um, despite that, there's lots of players which move which you don't know about. So I've picked out eight which I found uh, transfers from back in January, which I didn't know had happened. So you might not as well. So I thought I'd share them, share share a little bit about their career. Um, and yeah, hopefully this is a cool little quirky section. Number one, a player we'll all know, Jerome Boateng. He's now at Salnatana in Italy. I believe they are pretty low down in the Italian division, if not bottom. Obviously, he's 35 now, Jerome Boateng. But obviously, we all remember for German Germany and um, Bayern Munich. He was world class on his day. I remember, I remember there was that viral video which went around like back in the day when he got embarrassed by Lionel Messi. I think that was in like the semi-final of the was it 2015 Champions League, I think. Uh, but you know, I've I've got some stats here of his of, of, of his career: nine Bundesliga titles, obviously with Bayern. So you know, it's pretty much guaranteed unless you're Harry Kane. <laughs> Two Champions League wins, obviously with Bayern. One which I didn't know: an FA Cup with Manchester City, and obviously that um, World Cup in 2014 when obviously Germany won it. Uh, but I thought that was pretty cool transfer. I didn't know that happened. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if Inzaghi. Filippo Inzaghi is still managing that club, but if he is, that's a cool little niche fact as well. Another centre-back, which I didn't know moved, another old centre-back, Leonardo Bonucci to Fenerbahce. To be fair, it, it took me a while to know he was playing for Union Berlin, but apparently not anymore. And he moved in for a free, free transfer in January to Fenerbahce in Turkey. Obviously, 36 years old, iconic centre-back, obviously. Partnered with Chiellini for a long time, I think nine seasons they were together at Juventus. But obviously, Benucci, another top-class centre-back with, you know, mad trophies. I've got some more stats here for trophies-wise. Ten Serie A titles, six back-to-back titles with um, Juventus. Obviously, pain for us England fans. <laughs> um, Equalised in that 2020 uh, Euros. Obviously, obviously, it was in 2021 in the end. Um, and then one on pens. But, yeah. Benucci, two Fenerbahce transfer you might not have known. Number three, another one. This player, for some reason, really annoyed me when he played for Man City. I don't know why. I think he just had like one of those faces. Literally, all you listeners will agree. There's just some footballers with annoying faces. But Angelino, and from you know, by the sounds of it, he's made he's he's done the rounds. Angelino, he's been at a lot of clubs, but he's apparently joined Roma on loan. Twenty-seven years old. Obviously played for Manchester City. I think he's on loan from Leipzig. Um, has played for Hoffenheim, Galatasaray. He likes to move around, but there's a transfer you might not have known. Angelino, Angelino to Roma. Fourth player, another iconic 
player. Football fans will love him. Champions League. Remember, Champions League nights he used to cook. Douglas Costa to Fluminense. Back to Brazil. I think he has fallen off a bit in the past few years. I think I think his prime was quite short. Um, obviously, he was in Ukraine for a while, I think, before he went to Juve. Um, and then, obviously, was at Bayern. I, th- I think he did struggle a bit with injuries, but on his day, honestly, you know, he's Brazilian. His skills, his skills were mad. Um, so yeah, another transfer you might not have known Douglas Costa to Fluminense. Another transfer which some people will have definitely known, especially if you're a Hull fan. But I didn't see this transfer, so you might not have. Uh, number five, Billy Sharp to Hull. Surely, I'm actually not sure how old he is, but he must be getting on now, Billy Sharp. I, I think he moved from LA Galaxy. Um, I didn't know when that. To be honest, if you would have asked me, I would have guessed he's at Sheffield United, but <laughs> apparently not. Um, He's back in the English League. Hull, high-flying Hull, you should say. Uh, beat Southampton the other day. Um, but obviously, iconic player for Sheffield United. I think he made 311 appearances, scoring 116 times. Look at these stats, honestly. I don't say I don't educate you people. We've got some lovely stats there. But, um, yeah. He's uh, signing for Hull. I, I, I doubt he gets much game time, because obviously they signed like, players like Zerubi, Fabio Cavallo, Jane Philogene. But, again... The segment, a player you might not have known and moved, Billy Sharp to Hull. Number six, a player which I think some people might not even know who this player is, but I remember when he joined Aston Villa, he was he looked pretty decent. Bertrand Traore to Villarreal. Actually, fun fun facts about him, or or you FIFA players or ex FIFA players might know. I think he was like one of the only players which had like a one star week for on FIFA, but that's a niche fact. I think that was fact. Someone correct me. If I'm wrong, but he's 28 now. Well, I didn't realize that old fair. He's joined Villarreal, a free transfer from Villa. Not surprising. I think he gets injured quite a lot, and obviously Villa are in a, are in a different place now to when he joined. Um, so not getting game time there. Um, so yeah, an- another cool one there. Bertrand Traore to Villarreal. Number seven, another iconic player. I think underrated player to be honest. But uh, Ilan Rakitic to Al Shabab, another footballer which has made the Saudi move. Um, obviously, he's a Croatian. Obviously alongside Luka Modric I think obviously it's positive playing with Luka Modric internationally because he's so good but also to his detriment I think people would have rated him more if obviously Luka Modric wasn't there obviously Ballon d'Or winner um, played for Barcelona as well so I'm, I'm sure they had some El Clascos when Modric was at um, Real Madrid obviously um, I've got a few stats there played 300 times for Barcelona I, I wouldn't have guessed that I would have but obviously a big player for them. 18 trophies, one Champions League title, four league titles. Obviously, not not the only older big player to move to Saudi Arabia. Obviously, Ronaldo Neymar, Benzema. But uh, fair play to him. Also, a couple of players which I've got here, which also play for Al Shabab, you might not have known. Apparently, Roman Sice, any Wolves fans will know that, and Yannick Carrasco. There we are, educational. And the last one, which I didn't know, I do feel a bit sorry for this kid's fair. Jed Spence to Genoa. Did you know her? No, I didn't. That's a bad joke. Uh, but yeah, the 23-year-old, uh, I believe he's on loan there from obviously Spurs, born from Forest when they were flying the championships. Under Steve Cooper. Uh, that was a good team, man. I actually keep miswatching that Forest team. But yeah, Jed Spence to Genoa, another one you might not have heard of. I hope you are enjoying these weird little sections. Obviously, it's a solo podcast, so I'm just I'm just doing me. You know, just waffling at you all. I've got some cool episodes planned um, for a future of the podcast. Some like specific 
episodes. So, for example, I want to do an episode just about football shirts. Because obviously, I'm a big fan of football shirts. Obviously, maybe try and get a little sponsorship with that with a football shirt company. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll see, we'll see what we can cook up. I want to do a future episode on non-league football because. Like years when I was about five years ago, I I, I would literally would only watch like Champions League, like Premier League. But you know, in in, in the last few years, I've been doing a few stuff with some lower league teams. I've got a real passion for non-league. Um, so yeah, want to do want to do some, wanted a few episodes like that. So I've got lots planned. But um, before we finish today's midweek little episode, um, I'm gonna make some predictions. For the weekend's fixtures. Obviously some big games at the weekend. Obviously we'll start the Carabao Cup final. Liverpool-Chelsea. Obviously known for their boring games. It was last season was it? Or the year before. When there was FA Cup. Carabao Cup final. Both 0-0. Or 1-0-0-1-1-1. Anyway. Both draws went to pens. Um, but I'm going to say a 2-1 Liverpool win. In that Carabao Cup final. That's obviously on the Sunday. But going back to Saturday. Some Premier League predictions. Uh, feel free to... Play, play long at home, make your predictions. Aston Villa Forest, 3pm uh, at Villa, obviously. Good game. I'm going to go 3-1 Villa. Uh, Brighton, another 3pm against Everton. I watched Everton Palace the other day. I was a little bit disappointed at Everton, uh, particularly as they were at Goodison. Um, but I, th- I think that might show up. I'm going to go 2 all um, on that Brighton-Everton one. The 4 3pm kickoff on the Saturday in the Premier League. Palace-Burnley, that's going to be a scrap, you know, because Burnley are not doing well I'm surprised I'm surprised there isn't more question marks over Vincent Company but props to him I, 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 I like Vinny Company man uh, but obviously Palace at home I'm going to go 2-1 win for no I'm going to yeah I'll go 2-1 I think Burnley will score at Palace uh, the fourth 2pm on Saturday is Man United Fulham Man United at home I'm going to go I think it might be a decent performance for me I'm going to go 2-0 you know I've done that one uh, moving into the evening games, which I'm sure I'll be watching along. Do a little post-match thoughts at the weekend, no doubt. Bournemouth City. Bournemouth at home. I feel like this could be a potential tricky game for City. In my one, they, they've slipped, they could slip up on. Um, I'll go I'll 1-2. Go 2-1 two. Two win for Man City. And obviously a big evening game, which I'm sure we'll, we'll all be watching. Arsenal-Newcastle. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to two 2 all actually. Bit of a brave one because Newcastle's been a bit up and down, but I'm going to go to all. Who knows? Newcastle may cook. So, to wrap it up on episode two, today's episode of the On the Bench podcast, hope you all have enjoyed. Um, bit of a obviously different episode, episode two, we're just trying to work some things out, trying lots of different things, waffling about football. Hopefully, you all enjoyed. Um, you've probably definitely learnt some things today. There's lots of lists of players. I hope you have enjoyed it. I will see you back at the weekend for another episode, most likely. Uh, I hope you all have a good rest of the week. Uh, I hope your team does well if they're playing in, in the rest of the week or the weekend. Um, if you're not already, make sure to rate the podcast five star on whatever post- podcast platform you are listening on. Make sure to give us a follow or download. And if you want to, make sure to go over to Twitter at on the benchcast. Give us a follow. Any suggestions, your thoughts on the podcast, let me know. And stay tuned for some more episodes coming up. Some exciting plans. So thank you very much for joining me. Hope you have a good rest of the week. Cheers. Bye.